On episode 460 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Mr. Sakurai surprises no one. Yo, dog, I heard you like Fire Emblem. So I got you some Fire Emblem for your Fire Emblem. Crystal Chronicles rumors and Ask RJS? What is this? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Switchcraft, your source for all the Nintendo news that you need to know. Make sure that you tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, over at my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And and this Saturday, uh, this Saturday I am actually recording a live show. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. I have a few things that people have sent in. Uh, I'm going to be recording that live tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m., so that's Saturday the 18th. I'm going to be recording that at 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, over on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. So uh, head on over there and uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And then uh, you can come and uh, be part of the conversation. We're going to uh, use the hashtag AskRJS on Twitter to ask questions. I will, of course, take questions from chat. Just be discussion points. What do you guys want me to talk about? about Nintendo or other video game console stuff as well. So all of that stuff is going to be happening over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And I hope, I hope to see you there. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the Nintendo stuff that we've got on the docket today. First, I want to thank uh, my buddy, Johnny Link. Uh, Johnny Link is, is one of my strongest supporters. He, uh, he has been a Twitch subscriber for a very long time. Uh, I believe he's a Patreon patron as well. Uh, he has sent me Christmas cards. He has a tattoo of my logo. And last episode, or maybe a couple of episodes ago, I can't remember which, um, I was talking about Super Mario Brothers 2 and the idea that um, Toad digs faster than all of the other characters. Now, uh, Johnny said, absolutely not. That is not what happens. And I said, yes, it is. I think you're wrong about that, sir. But, you know, if there's anybody out there that knows more about um, uh, retro games than I do, then it's Johnny Link. He is a retro game guy, and he decided to science the hell out of it. So uh, he recorded himself um, digging um, with all four different characters and using speed run clocks to find out which one digs the fastest. And you know what? It turns out that I was wrong, but I won't tell you the actual results. The actual results will be found in the show notes. I haven't put them in the show notes yet, but I'm going to make sure to put them in after the show. Uh, so you can click on it and go and, and watch his stuff. And of course, follow him on Twitch as well. He is at Johnny Link on Twitch. That's J-O-N-N-Y-L-I-N-K. And he usually uh, streams retro stuff with original consoles, which is very, very cool. So, all right. That out of the way, let's talk about... Oh, my goodness. Um, Sakurai, you've, so, you've disappointed me, but that's okay. You know what? It's not the end of the world. 
Uh, Sakurai su- surprised absolutely nobody when he unveiled the newest character for Smash, and that is Byleth from Fire Emblem Fire Emblem Three Houses. That is the main character uh, in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, I had guessed that it would be three characters, and they would be all Echo characters of each other um, that would be uh, the three main uh, characters from each of the houses. Uh, what they ended up doing instead is they have a male and female Byleth, the odd number color uh, schemes are male. The even number color schemes are female, I believe. And then they have a color, like they have like a default Byleth color. And then they also have a different color that kind of matches what the uh, what, what each of the houses ends up wearing. So I will say this. I don't think that it's a bad character by Leth. I, I don't think that there is a bad character because I think it did look fun, but it is the eighth Fire Emblem character in the game. And I think personally, I think that it's overrepresented. Now, yes, there's 17 Fire Emblem games. Yes, Fire Emblem goes back to the 90s and is, of course, incredibly popular. But it's a very well-represented game in Fire Emblem, so I don't think that it needs to have more representation. That being said, they showed off the way that Byleth plays, and uh, you really need to know your distances with that character. And I think that that's really good. I think that this is a character that has a very high skill ceiling. Uh, If you don't know what I mean by that, I mean, you'll probably be able to play it okay, if you're just kind of okay like me. You know, that's where the skill floor is. But there's a lot of room to reach up with the skill ceiling to get better and better and better at it as you master each of the different moves and the way that they work. I think that there's some really cool risk-reward with the character. Uh, in fact, the the bow, you can use a, a bow, and I forget the name of the bow, and it's not important what the bow is named, but you can use the bow attack But once you start using it, you are locked in on that attack. And if you decide after starting it that, oh, no, I probably shouldn't have used this attack, it's too late. There's nothing you can do about it. You are now committed to using that attack, which feels very much like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is all about making commitments because there's permadeath and your decisions matter. So this idea of the bow being this big commitment, there's a high risk for using it because you are locked in and you're stuck with it. You you are stuck with your decision. And if that doesn't scream Fire Emblem, then I don't know what does. Um, there's also a good reward. It, it, it shoots pretty far and it does a lot of damage. So I think that that's pretty cool. Some of the, um, some of the attacks that you can use with the sword, which is a sword whip, are really amazing. So One of the things they showed is first they knocked somebody way off the screen and then they jumped really far out there where most characters would probably get killed if they were out that far and they used this like they were lower than their enemy and they used the sword whip to grab their enemy and pull themselves up to them and then jump off the enemy forcing the enemy to go down even further. It was a really really cool looking move. And I can't wait to see stuff like that in esports. That being said, 
when I watched it, I the the first thing that I said to myself is I would never be able to pull that off ever. I would just never be able to pull that off. So I'm I mean, I already have the fighters pass, so I'm happy with that. Um, but I'm probably going to stick with Pac-Man. I've been sticking with Pac-Man since Smash 4. Pac-Man is my go to. He's my favorite character in the game. Uh, I've had so much fun using Pac-Man. I love how weird his his uh, kit is, and that's probably who I'm going to stick with, although I'm sure that I'll try out Byleth. Now, I want to say uh, that they at the end, they also showed off that they're bringing six more as fighters. What is it? Fighter Pass 2, I think they called it. Uh, Fighter Pass 2 is going to have six instead of five characters, which is pretty cool. And so, of course the speculation can start as to what those characters are. I would love to know your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure that you click the like button, click subscribe, click the bell so you get notified whenever I post something new. But also down below, let me know what characters do you think we're going to get and try and change it up. We've been saying Minecraft Steve and Doom Guy for ages. I want to know something new. What is something that's off the wall that people haven't been clamoring for for a long time, uh, let me know in the comment section down below. Now, uh, I, th- that's definitely something I want to know. You can also get a hold of me on Twitter, at RunJumpStomp. And of course, I'm going to be talking about what you want to talk about on Saturday's episode. So use the hashtag on Twitter, AskRJS. That's A-S-K-R-J-S for Run, Jump, Stomp. All right. Um, if that wasn't enough Fire Emblem information to talk about, Nintendo of America tweeted this out earlier, and they said, uh, earlier, I meant uh, yesterday, sorry about that, uh, they tweeted this out yesterday, they said, get ready to unleash the secrets beneath the Garigmach Monastery and explore the abyss, home to the monastery's secret fourth house, the Ashen Wolves. So if you don't know much about Fire Emblem Three Houses, let me give you a quick uh, a quick prep on Fire Emblem Three Houses. Fire Emblem Three Houses is a game that is uh, well. First off, it's a um, a turn based strategy game, and um, in that game there are three uh, th- there are three um, houses. That's why it's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. You're doing a great job, Bill. Uh, <laughs> so there's three houses that you, as the protagonist, get to choose between. So you start playing. And you choose between one of these um, one of these three houses, whichever one you decide that you want to uh, play as. And let me mute that. Sorry, um, you you decide which one you want to play through as, and those characters become your team that you play with, the the members of that one house. Um, eventually, in the game, something happens. There is a time jump, and now it's five years later. And you are now playing uh, or fighting against the other two houses that you did not originally choose. So this this actually surprised me. I mean, the game is Fire Emblem Three Houses, and now they're adding in a fourth house as DLC. Uh, they're calling it uh, Wave Pass 4 DLC, and it will be available on February 12th. Now, should you pick this up? Well, if you played the other three, then... Absolutely. Why wouldn't you pick this up if you played through the other three um, storylines? Because each storyline is 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 slightly different. Uh, you you can you know if you played through those other three storylines, 
then yeah, you want to probably pick this up because you love this game. That being said, if you didn't know, uh, playing through uh, all three stories and 100%ing it is an incredibly uh, huge time investment. There's a um, there's a listener uh, who uh, is a member of our Discord, which you can join over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. There's over a thousand people in there, so get in there and, and talk to people about video games. But uh, there's a listener who uh, was telling us, and I can't remember who it was, but they were they were telling us about they had, I think it was 400 hours into uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and they had 100%ed everything in the game. And now they've got this, this DLC. It's another house. There's a lot more for them to do. And I think that that's awesome. Uh, for me, probably not going to pick it up. I didn't finish one house, let alone all three houses. I had a lot of fun with that game. I put probably somewhere between 30 and 40 hours into it. And I had a lot of fun with it, but I just don't see myself going back to um, to pick up this particular side story. I may go back and play the game again uh, and maybe start over and, and try uh, you know, picking up where I left off is, is going to be tough. Like uh, I have to relearn how to play the game. So that's going to scare me away, but I think that it's interesting. All right. So, uh, if if uh, three houses was not enough for you, now you can get a fourth house um, for uh, February 12th is when that comes out. Uh, anyway, uh, check the link in the show notes for more information about that. I know that there's gonna, going to be a lot of people out there who are very, very excited about this. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. When we come back, I've got some Final Fantasy news for you. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, we are back, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I want to talk about this game. I love Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. You might be asking yourself, what is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? Let's think about that for a second. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is this very, very different Final Fantasy game. Most of the Final Fantasy games that that we are familiar with are these long, um, turn-based RPGs, especially up to the point where uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles came out. But then on the GameCube, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, and I've talked about it on the show before, it came out, and it was this really different, very, very different game. There, The whole world is poisoned with this thing called, I think it was Miasma, or Miasma. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. And you have this cup, that basically keeps the miasma at bay. And um, 
there's four four characters. Excuse me, there's four characters in it. And those four characters that, that you go with, one of those characters is tasked with carrying the cup and they basically they carry it over the head over their head and it creates a bubble around the other characters that they can then explore the world in. That's a little loud. Uh, they can then explore the world. Now, this is a multiplayer game, and in order to play multiplayer, you had to have uh, a GameCube, the game, and then you had to have a Game Boy Advance and a cable to hook your Game Boy Advance up to your GameCube. Um, And not only that, but then you had to have another Game Boy Advance and another cable, and that was just for two players. And if you wanted to do it for four players, then you had to have four Game Boy Advances and four cables. It was kind of ridiculous. Now, when this game came out, I picked it up. I, I had a lot of fun with it, but it was only me and one of my other friends that had the necessary stuff to play it. And so we didn't get to have that full experience. Well, Square Enix has said that they were bringing that to the Nintendo Switch. We've known about that for a while. We've been waiting as to when. And there's this um, this website called Ultima.pl, and it's in some other language, so I don't know what it is. But uh, apparently, um, there's a Reddit poster who has translated what they're seeing on the website, uh, user Denau Rame. And uh, they're saying that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition is now listed on that particular store for August 28th. That's a pretty specific date. Usually when when a company is just making up uh, a listing for when a game is supposed to come out, they'll say December 31st. Or if the game is supposed to come out in, say, summer, then they'll put in a, a, a listing date of... Uh, when is summer over? Oh, uh, summer's over September 21st or 22nd, uh, depending on the year. So like that's when it will end, right? That's when summer ends. So they'll put that in as a date so that they have, uh, you know, something to put on the shelf so that people can start pre-ordering stuff. For them to pick August 28th, that's very, very specific. And it makes me think that maybe this particular retailer knows something that we don't. Uh, and I'm very, very excited to play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles again. It's a very, very cool game, and it's something that I wish that Square Enix had done more of. I would have loved to see a second one. Now, the first one did not sell very well because A, it was on the GameCube, which was not a super popular console. Uh, B, in order to take full advantage of it, you needed a lot of extra stuff like you had to have four Game Boy Advances and four link cables what a pain it was kind of a pain it was this cool idea that just couldn't go anywhere because in order to have all of the stuff you had to have too much or in order to to experience the whole game you just had to have too much stuff so now it's going to uh it's going to come out I'm sorry now it's going to come out on the Nintendo Switch and, you know, you don't need all that stuff because you can play online. We have online connectivity, so we can play online together. We all have our own screens. That completely changes things. That's one of the things about the game is everybody needed their own screen. That's why they were using Game Boy Advance. It's a very clever uh, use of the Game Boy Advance, uh, but I'm happy that it's coming to 
uh, the Nintendo Switch. TV's Travis in, in chat thought we were talking about Mystic Quest. Uh, no. Although Mystic Quest, wasn't that on the Nintendo 64 uh, TV's Travis? I believe it was. Uh, Mystic Quest, I think I had that one as well. Or am I just thinking of Quest? Uh, Quest 64. I'm thinking of Quest 64. I don't think that was such a great game, but I can't remember. It was a long, long time ago. All right. So basically, uh, Cat Logan in chat is saying that August 28th is the last Friday of the month. Thank you for looking at a calendar. Maybe something I should have done ahead of time. Um, and he's saying basically it's the most feasible release date for the month or the last most feasible or the last feasible release date for the month. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping that it comes out on this day. I hope it comes out sooner, but I'm willing to wait. It's a, it, it, it was a very cool game that I feel like was ahead of its time and it's too bad that, uh, that it didn't do too well. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens to it this time around. All right. We've got a tweet here from, uh, Tom Phillips, who, if you don't know who that is, he is the news editor at Eurogamer. And he tweeted out something very, very interesting, which is was a little confusing to me. He said, Horizon will be followed by others down the road. You don't need to dream too hard to guess, but Xbox is already well-established launching games on PC at the same time and eager to explore the Switch. And what they are referring to is this idea that Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is this fantastic... Um, a fantastic open world uh, RPG that was on the PlayStation 4. It was an exclusive, or it's an exclusive for the PlayStation 4, but now it's coming to PC. And his his whole idea, uh, well, the previous tweet that he said is Horizon on PC is a start, but Microsoft is still a long way ahead of PlayStation making a serious move to a platform agnostic future. Argue your argue your games are worth more than slapping in a sub, sure. But future is everyone being able to access great games wherever they want to play. And I completely agree that that's what it should be. I don't know that that's what it will be, especially because Microsoft has said in the past that they don't have any plans to bring more Xbox exclusives to Nintendo Switch or PS4. The main reason that they were that they were bringing games before is because they were contractually obligated to do so because these were uh, uh, contracts that were inked back before Microsoft bought these particular studios. Now, I may not be 100% like that may not 100% encompass everything, but that's what Microsoft has said. So for Tom Phillips to say, Horizon will be followed by others down the road. You don't need to dream too hard to guess, but Xbox is already well-established in launching games on PC. That's definitely 100% true. At the same time, and eager to explore Switch, that eager to explore Switch thing, I feel like, hey, that would be best for everybody. But at the same time, Microsoft said that they weren't going to be doing that too often anymore. Uh, Jay Harley 17 in chat is saying Xbox doesn't have many great exclusives to begin with, but I have to point out, uh, Jay Harley, that they spent the last year, Microsoft knew they lost this generation. Like PlayStation ran away with it. PlayStation is, uh, 4 has sold 102 million, this is from memory, so I could be wrong, but they sold well over, or not well over, they sold over 100 million PlayStation 4s. 
the Xbox uh, One did not sell over a hundred million, and they sold sold significantly less. And so Microsoft they saw the writing on the wall a while ago, and they said, "All right, well here's what we're going to do." We're going to start buying up studios. We're going to go find studios that are making great games. We're going to buy them and we're going to get them to put their stuff on our platform as an exclusive. Now, when they bought those those studios, there was a lot of stuff that they were already making or had already made. And those studios were had deals with Nintendo to put those games on other platforms like Nintendo Switch. So they said, go ahead and, and continue doing what you're doing. Games like Cuphead. Games like Ori and the Blind Forest. Although I don't know if the the publisher of Ori and the Blind Forest or the developer of Ori and the Blind Forest had that deal before Microsoft bought them or not. I'm not sure. And I, I have applauded Microsoft for doing that, for bringing their games to other platforms. I've done that, or I've, 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 I've applauded them because, and this is important, they under, uh, what, I, what I assumed was that they understood that they stand to make money as long as their games were selling no matter what platform it was on. And I was like, that's awesome that they're doing that. That being said, it seemed like Microsoft had, you know, when Microsoft came out and said, we have no plans to release more Xbox uh, exclusives on Nintendo or PS4, that made me realize, okay, maybe Microsoft wasn't understanding that, or maybe they don't think that that's good enough. So Tom Phillips being um, the, uh, the, the the news editor at Eurogamer makes me feel like he knows something that we don't, and I don't know what that is, but I find it very, very interesting. So what do you guys think? Uh, let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube or get a hold of me on the, the Twitter. Get a hold of me on the Twitter. I said the Twitter like some kind of old guy. That's because that's what I am. All right. Become a part of the community by joining our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and you can reach out on Twitter, just like I said a moment ago, uh, by uh, at runjumpstomp. Don't forget, I'm doing the... um, the, the, basically Q and a, uh, tomorrow on my, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on my YouTube channel at, uh, youtube.com slash run, jump, stop. If you're looking for ways to support the show, here's one way that you can support the show. You can go to run, and you can buy this super cool new t-shirt that I designed with my, with my logo on it. Uh, it's 20 bucks for the t-shirt and, uh, it comes in a variety of colors and variety of fabrics and it looks really cool. Somebody already did buy one. They posted a picture of it in their, uh, uh, in the discord. And I was like, Oh, that looks better. That looks better than I thought it was going to look. So, uh, if you do that, that would be awesome. And, uh, the music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, and I will see you all next time. Until then, bye-bye.